0: My name is Sandy Riley and welcome to Perfect Score, a classical music podcast. Today I'm excited to bring you a full episode on A Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm afraid that for copyright reasons I can't play a recording of this amazing piece, but I will put it in my show notes. So if you had the chance to look at my Instagram, you'll have seen that I recently went to a great performance of this piece by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra at the Edinburgh International Festival. I thought it was such an amazing piece, and I wanted to do a full episode on it, not just a quick review. This piece is 12 movements plus an overture and a finale. And this is also one of Mendelssohn's most popular pieces. There's so much to say about the overture. It was written as an independent concert piece when Mendelssohn was only 17 years old. It starts with four iconic chords that sound so harmonious and beautiful played by the wind section. It's written in sonata form, but there are many romantic elements that paint a picture of the Shakespeare play. After the opening chords, the strings start a theme that sounds like fairies dancing. Then there's a theme for the royal court of Athens, followed by a theme for the comic characters. The strings even have a melody that sounds like the donkey character saying hee-haw. Through the development and recapitulation, Mendelssohn always comes back to the sound of the fairies, and the four chords end the piece as it began. The A Midsummer Night's Dream overture was Mendelssohn's Opus 21, but 16 years later, it was incorporated into Opus 61, which was incidental music for the play. Mendelssohn was commissioned to do the piece by the king of Prussia. It's a bit like writing a film score, uh, to complement the play and capture the spirit without taking over. Some of the movements are purely orchestral, and some others include singing representing the voices of the fairies. The text consists of Shakespeare's words. Even though it's in English, it was helpful to also follow along with the subtitles provided in the performance I saw. When orchestras perform it in a concert, they often have a narrator reciting key bits of the text. All the movements are different and specific, supporting the story of the play. The wedding march is another memorable moment, with the brass section building a chord into a fanfare. Queen Victoria was a fan of Mendelssohn's, and her daughter, Princess Victoria, had this march played in her 1858 wedding. The fairies end the play, and the last thing we hear are the four chords we first heard at the very beginning of the overture, bringing the work full circle. Felix Mendelssohn and his siblings were very well-read and cultured, and A Midsummer Night's Dream was reportedly a childhood favourite of theirs. His music completely captures the magic and spirit of the Shakespeare play, and the mythology behind it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Perfect Score. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow me on Instagram and check out my website, perfectscore.fm. Thank you.